Well, uh, my paper focuses on uh, some country houses owned by families of the Italian Jewish uh, nobility. Uh, between uh, 1796 and uh, 1946, uh, uh, approximately 90 people <coughs> of Jewish religion or origin were ennobled in, it in Italy. A part uh, of these new nobles uh, was nominated by the different dynasties that reigned in the Italian peninsula up to 1861, first of all the Habsburg. But uh, obviously the majority of them were ennobled by the Savoys. The rulers of the United Italy <coughs> sorry, were probably the most generous European monarchs in ennobling their Jewish subjects. From 1861 to 1922, the so-called liberal period, the Savoys nominated only uh, 278 new nobles, 42 of them, uh, of which, sorry, were Jews. So uh, about 15% uh, of the new Italian uh, aristocracy were Jewish families. Uh, very often, uh, the achievement of hereditary honor brought with, uh, with it sorry, new lifestyles that, uh, on the one hand, favored integration in the, into the noble class, on the other, gave visibility to the new social status. The purchase or construction of villas and castles played this dual role, as did the giving up of old professions, the marriage with members of other aristocratic families, the membership to exclusive clubs, and finally art collecting. In addition, the country houses are indicative of the fascination exerted by land over the ascending bourgeoisie, but in the case of Jews, they add an additional meaning. Uh, these houses, uh, placed in the center of the wide states, were also a symbol of the end of a discriminatory regime, which up to the Napoleonic age had prevented Italian Jews from being landowners. And in this sense, uh, they became a sort of monument of the achievement of equal rights. Many, uh, sorry, many uh, of the villas and castles of the new Jewish nobles were built in estates that uh, used to belong to families of the ancient aristocracy. Uh, this is the case uh, of a villa in Brugnera, near, uh, near Cordenone, purchased by Carlo Marco Morpurgo de Nilma in uh, 1868. The oldest part of uh, the house was built in the 17th century by Cesare Mazzoleni, an important member of the Venetian uh, nobility. Also, the villa on Lake Como that Baron Sabino Leonino purchased at the end of the 19th century was very ancient. Uh, it was built in 1616 according to Marco Gallio's will. He was a nephew of the famous Cardinal Tolomeo Gallio. 
Two other interest, interesting examples are the villas of uh, Ignazio Veilweis and Leone Padua. In uh, 1872, Ignazio Veilweis became the owner uh, of a villa in Lainate, near Milan, whose construction dates back uh, to the end of the 16th century, and whose previous owners were Visconti Borromeos and uh, Littas. In 1882, Leone Padua purchased a monumental villa in Chianti, Tuscany, built at the end of the 18th century by Marquise Rinuccini. The prestige of these buildings lies not only in the importance of the families who had built them, but also in their being so ancient. This idea of antiquity, which carried with it to, funda with to fundamental values of aristocratic ideology, that is stability and durability over time, could, however, be passed on to more recent buildings, provided they were designed according to the architectural style of the past. The most uh, significant examples are some neo-Gothic castles, such as the one owned uh, by Baron Sidney Sonnino, uh, built at the end of the 19th century on a mount overlooking the Tyrrhenian Sea. The same, the same style was used in the construction of the majestic, uh, the majestic castle of uh, Edoardo Cain in Torre Alfina, in central Italy, and that uh, of Count uh, Vittorio Sacerdoti in Massa Finalese, in the Emilia-Romagna region, between uh, 1898 and 1914. The neo-medieval revival that we observe in these buildings is not the only evidence, uh, the only evidence of uh, an architectural culture that remained firmly anchored to the past and rejected modern artist trends. Neoclassicism is the other style shared by many of these country houses. This is the style of the ambient villas of Leopoldo Franchetti and his brother Eugenio, both designed by the Florentine architect uh, Giuseppe Boccini. Some differences can be found in this context, but they are rare. For example, the Art Nouveau uh, Villa of uh, Car Eduardo Caen in, in Ambient countryside, uh, countryside of Alerona, and especially uh, the eccentric villa belonging to Arturo Benvenuto Ottolenghi. Ottolenghi was a Jew converted to Catholicism who received the title of Count from Pope Pius XII in 1948. In 1920, he built a villa in Aquitermi, in Piedmont, which purpose was to merge architecture, painting, and sculpture with the landscape. Uh, the project involved the famous architect, painters, and sculptors from fascist Italy. They included Marcello Piacentini, the official architect of fascism, Arturo Martini, a painter and sculptor, and Fortunato De Pero, a leading supporter of the so-called second futurism. In addition, the park was designed by Pietro Porcinai, one of the greatest Italian landscape designers of the 20th century. The owners rarely uh, lived in their villas and castles, 
and they, as, as they generally preferred, preferred to live in their city palaces, which were usually equally grand and rich in history. For example, the palace of Barons Treves de Bonfil in Venice along the Grand Canal was built in the 12th century and it previously belonged to, to very ancient families of the Venetian nobility, the Barozzis and the Amos. Apart from living there, the Treves de Bonfil family used the palace as of quarters for their bank and as an important art gallery which was periodically open to the public. On the other hand, the country houses were generally used as holiday homes and especially as places of representation. This latter function also made it possible for the new aristocrat to show off their new, stat new status as this social group was uh, traditionally associated with the possession of a symbolic, a symbolic capital such as land. Therefore, villas and castles became the preferred venue for meetings and happenings, revealing the social status and the new network of relationships obtained as new nobles. For example, in 1892, Carlo Morpurgo de Milma gave hospitality to the Viceroy of Egypt in his villa. And in, uh, and in 1903, the Queen and the Heir to the Portuguese throne were invited to the stay in the villa of Count Guido de Cayes, Cayes near Legon. In addition, from January 1918 to, uh, to July 1919, the villa of Counts Corinaldi in Montselice became the residence of King Vittorio Emanuele III and other members of the Italian royal family. Finally, in 1935, hereditary prince Umberto, the future King of May, was given hospitality by Count Vittorio Sacerdoti in his castle, uh, Massa Filanese. There is another element that shows the link between the country houses of the Italian Jewish nobility and the desire of these, of these new barons, counts, and marquises of the Jewish fight to, guide, to give visibility to their aristocratic status. Uh, many new nobles asked and sometimes obtained to add a predicate uh, to their title or family name, recalling the name of the states in which their villas and castles were built. These predicates evoked the idea of very ancient, almost feudal nobility and conjured up family fortunes connected with the possession of land rather than with urban activities. All this happened in spite of the fact that in Italy, as is known, the aristocracy was mostly made up of families and nobles in the Middle Ages, mainly based on the trade and financial fortunes. Thus, Eduardo Caen called both the title of Marquis of Torre Alfina, Emilio Tolenghi was appointed Count of Valle Piana, and Ignazio Veilweis completed his baron title with the predicates of Lainate. The value of these predicates uh, uh, as a means to acquire a new identity became even more significant for converts who not only changed their religion, but also wanted to erase all traces of their Jewish origin. This is the case of the Hertz family. Jacob Hertz, in 1867, 
two weeks before converting to Catholicism, was appointed Count of Frassineto. His children and grandchildren went on to marry members of important families of the Italian aristocracy, and in 1926, they changed their family name from Erz to of Frassineto. Frassineto is the name of the Tuscan town where Baroness, uh, Baroness Fiorella Favar de Langlade, aunt to Jacob, Jacob's wife, owned uh, a wide estate in a beautiful villa that Jacob himself had purchased in 1869. Finally, uh, it is worth noting that uh, the political career of, of some new nobles was tied to their establishment in these rural areas. In a predominantly agricultural country like Italy, being the owner of a large estate automatically meant being part of the local establishment. And this was even more so reinforced by their intense philanthropic activity. Being members of the local society, society's apex, in several cases coincided with the holding of political representation positions. The case of the Franchetti family is meaningful. Even if their houses were in Rome and in Florence, both Leopoldo and his nephew Paolo tied their political careers to Umbria, the region where their estates and villas were located. Before being appointed a senator in 1909, Leopoldo had been a member of parliament both in Perugia and in Città di Castello. Paolo was initially a mayor and then a fascist podesta of Pirilupo, near Terni. Likewise, at the beginning of the 20th century, Count Leopoldo Corinaldi were elected mayors not in his city or residence, but in the district where the, his county house were located, uh, that is uh, Monselice. In conclusion, the country houses of the Italian Jewish nobility did only play a significant role in the self-representation strategies put in place by these new aristocrats, but they indicated the deep integration of the Italian Jewish elite at the top of the national community. The pro this process began in the early 19th century and was not interrupted until the first decades of the 20th century. The situation changed dramatically with the Russia laws in 1938 and the ensuing persecution. This ill-fated change reflected on the vicissitude of some of these Jewish country houses, especially after 1943, many of them uh, were plundered, others became German army headquarters, and others were transformed into internment camps. But this is something that behind, behind the scope of my paper. Thanks.